0: Hello, my name is LaShawn Thompson, and I am a certified relationship and dating coach. I help high-achieving women release sabotaging behaviors in dating and relationships, re-energize their life, and say yes to the love life they've always deserved. Thank you for listening to this episode. Welcome to the Freedom to Love podcast. Today we have on Lakia Omugun. And she is gonna share with us her journey of healing. Welcome, Lakia.
1: Thank you so much, LaShawn, for having me super excited to be here.
0: Me too. This has been a long time coming. Literally. Yes. So me and Lakia have known each other for a really long time. When did I meet you? What year, like
1: 2009? (laughs) 2009, yep. It was actually September, 2009, because I remember I came to you to get my hair done for my birthday.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So everyone knows that I used to be a hairstylist and makeup artist. And of course I still have the talent. It never goes away, but that is how I met Lakia. And we have been in a relationship as friends this entire time. And I'm just so excited for her to share with us the journey of her life and what she's up to now. So Lakia, tell them who you are.
1: Yeah, I'll start off. Um, so my name is Lakia um I like to say that I wear many hats I've finally come to own those many hats um so I identify as a writer a creative writer I'm also um, currently in a role as an assistant professor at the University of Washington so and I'm also a creative artist so I kind of identify as all three writer academic scholar and creative
0: that's awesome so. When I met you, right, you a shy young woman in college trying to figure life out. How did that period in your life shape you as a woman?
1: Um, So I would have to say, because actually it was a little bit, it was right after I gradu- graduated college. And so I kind of had just moved from Detroit, Michigan to New York City. And I was, I was very like shy, reserved, very quiet and moving to a new city. It was like a big city. Even though I was born in New York City, I kind of came back and was just like, I was very reserved and the way that it shaped me was, I think, because I was so quiet and because I was so reserved. I was kind of taking the world in around me, just kind of observing, you know, just how different women lived their lives, how different people, people within my age group lived their lives. Um, and it shaped me as a woman, because during that time, I wasn't quite I, I've always known the woman that I wanted to be, but I wasn't quite sure how to pretty much go about it. So I guess the way that it shaped my life was during that quiet, shy time. Um, it gave me like a, a mirror or some examples of the kind of woman that I wanted to be. So mm, Okay. And-, and like quiet and reserved. And I didn't feel, I guess, super confident when you first met me, it did shape the way that, um that I lived my life because I was less hesitant, I think, to take risks and stuff like that, or I wouldn't always follow what I knew to be true. I would wait for someone else to affirm me or to get you know, approval or validation from other people, especially like my father, which, which you knew about. Yes. So a lot of my life was shaped by external validation and what other people thought I should do as opposed to what I, what I believe was good for my life. Mm,
0: okay. Yep. And how did you start taking your power back once you stopped waiting for people to affirm you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's honestly, so that's been like a long journey and a long process, but shortly after you started doing my hair, like, you know, around that time, 2009, I kind of got to like a personal versus like, you know, and professional challenge that led me back to Detroit. And I started therapy for the very first time in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, going back to this idea of being shy, I realized that it didn't just happen by, chance that it was something that actually happened to me it makes me think about the book that oprah has with the doc the doctor what happened to you and so it made me realize that on my mom's side which is you know african-american i had this freedom to use my voice and to really show up as who i am as a young woman me my sisters all of my cousins but on my dad's side, my Nigerian side, and I thought it was culture, but looking back, that's, that wasn't culture. It was more so my dad's personality. Okay. Just him kind of shaping and grooming me to be like a woman to like put my head down and do, you know, be obedient. And, you know, mm-hmm. I I always gravitated and wanted my father's love. So I kind of leaned into that of wanting to do everything to make him happy. Okay. Um, And so I realized in therapy that my quietness, my shyness, all these different reserved parts of me were because of how, you know, I was raised partially from my dad. And so I realized, you know, my therapist, he worked very closely with me to say, well, let's unpack some of that. And how can you begin to show up? But, and even though I made that, you know, profession to say, all right, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna, you know, be the best person that I want to be. I still had that longing of wanting to be the good daughter and make my dad happy and, you know, culturally happy. So I didn't really act on it just yet. Mm, It took some time. Oh, took a long time. Yeah.
0: Would you say yes. you were slowly getting there? Like, were you making steps at least? Or like, would you like oh, take a definitely. few steps forward and take a two, some steps back? Oh, going back and forth because you were like scared.
1: Oh, that's it. Literally fear, fear, yeah. scared. Um, You know, even my sisters, I love my sisters to death. And they would be like, you know, trying to pull me out of that and say, you need to do what makes you, what makes you happy and live your life your way. But, and I genuinely wanted to, but I was just scared, you know, literally scared afraid. So your sisters,
0: they were doing what they wanted to do. And you were the only sister that wasn't.
1: I was not because I was still trying to be the good daughter, at least on my dad's side. Like on my mom's okay. side, I never had to worry about doing things right. Because on my mom's side, it was like, my mom would always ask us growing up, like, what do you want to be? What makes you happy? It was always about our happiness. Mm-hmm. And. On my dad's side, it was the total opposite. It was about doing things to make him happy. Mm. And so um, I think, again, just being very transparent, like not wanting to lose that love of a father or to feel like abandonment, rejection and things like that. So that was what that fear was. The fear was not that I was afraid to live my life, but I was afraid that if I lived my life the way that I wanted to, that it would come at a cost of possibly losing my relationship with my father.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And being that you have grown so much, what mm-hmm. would you tell your younger self to help her navigate through some of those things you went through?
1: Oh, that's so funny. I would be like, girl, do not waste your time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Do not literally, because I'm like, my only regret, literally, I say this all the time. My only regret is not living my life on my terms sooner. Mm. And I would be like, girl, these people will come around. And, and honestly, like, I would be like, dang, if you do, dang, if you don't, because when I'm realizing now that I'm living my life, I'm still not making people happy and I'm, Mm. I will never make people happy. And so I realized if I would tell my younger self something, I would be like, Lakia, just, just start now. And be okay with disappointing people. Like that is a part of the process of growth.
0: It is. It is all the time. Like we'll never live our lives the way people feel we should live our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think it's sometimes like other people's opinions are based in fear because they want to do it, but they are afraid to do it. So if I can't do it, you shouldn't do it either. And, you know, we have to realize that we're living in a new world now. Everyone should be living the life they truly want to live.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then also, um, and I love how people like, oh, step into your power, be your most authentic self. But I always say, nobody talks about the cost and the price that we pay with doing that. Like loss, you know, we lose friendships, we lose relationships. We, you know, people treat us differently, or maybe you may strike something in someone else who's not quite ready to show up fully as themselves yet. So, I mean, this process can be quite isolating and lonely.
0: You, oh, that is so true because I remember when I was going through my journey, you know, people were looking at me a little strange and I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that eventually they came around, but some people didn't. And I really mm-hmm. had to be okay with that. And I, I wasn't as close with some of my friends that how mm-hmm. I used to be because I wasn't that person anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, now it's like training people how to treat me differently, you know, showing up differently, people looking at you, like, who are you? You know, this is oh, not the yeah. person I've known you to be. And in life, the one thing that's constant always is change. And if you're not changing, then life is just passing you by. If you, if you choose to stay the same.
1: Yes, literally, literally.
0: That's yeah. Yeah. And you're right. That's not talked about, you know, how, when you change your life, it does get a little lonely if the people Mm -hmm. around you don't want to do that, or they're not ready to, and there's nothing wrong with them not being ready to that's just, you know, that person's journey that they have to go through. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. So I know through the during the pandemic you went through a breakup, and you yeah. when you were single and you realized some things about yourself during that breakup. What were the main things that you realized about yourself that shifted you to become the woman that you are today?
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I know, and don't get me wrong. Like I know the pandemic was a horrible global situation, and you know people talk about like the silver lining that was there. But I tell people, if the world had not stopped, then I don't know what I would have literally with the rest of my life would have been like for me. And that was the first time in my life where I got to sit down and look at myself. Mm-hmm. And when I
0: was looking at myself, I was like, hmm, like,
1: it's a big deal. Like, you know, like, and not just because of what I've accomplished, right? Like, mm-hmm. not because of my like earthly or accolades or things like that. But I really started to like, listen to my voice. I started to listen to like, realize, like, mm, I like to be creative, and I like to move my body, and I like to, um, I don't know, think about, like, you know, to be honest, like, changing the world, how can I make impact, and down to, like, the way that I love my nieces, the way that I care for my mom, and I started to realize, like, I'm kind of, like, a package here, you know,
0: <laughs> so, yes, you Well, so I started to,
1: like, yeah, thank you, so I started to, um, very frankly, just fall in love with myself. Mm. That was the first time that I started to, and I had already started taking myself on dates when I was living in New York City. Okay. Like, you know, like a a day, I would have like a Kia day. I'll take myself out table for one, you know, cause there was so much pressure to date. And I'm like, no, let me tell you what I'm gonna do. And so, you know, just continuing to do that throughout the pandemic, slowing down, taking, you know, solo trips as safely as possible, but realizing that, oh my gosh, I like my own company. Yes. And and I was like, well, if I can treat myself like this and if I can love myself like this, then I cannot accept anything less from anyone else.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's that's it right there.
1: Yeah. And of course, I was in therapy and, and a new like, you know, I guess like elevated form of therapy where I was ready to accept the truth about something that I wasn't necessarily honest about before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I always say like, you know, I always have like, an even wrote a piece about it. Like, I don't want the strength of my mother. Like I never wanted to be like a strong black woman, but mm-hmm. my therapist at the time was helping me realize that look here, you do have strengths and those strengths are not a bad thing. Exactly. And so I started, to, yeah. And I started to own those strengths. And again, going back to the isolating, scary part of how change and growth, um, Can change your relationship so I realized at that time when I was down you know I had a big engagement. people saw me you know Rockefeller Center was like a big deal and I went from that to now being like oh my gosh like you know you know even a bit of shame and embarrassment around how things happen and unfolded but I also realized during that time that so many people were around me and like are you okay how's everything going you know and just almost like we're here with you but looking back now I I don't see those people as much and hear from them as much now that I've kind of stepped into like, you know, this strength and this power because I was like, Oh wait, so y'all liked me when I was down and when I was crying and when I wasn't, you know, when I was trying to figure out who I am and all this stuff. So I think I also during that time realized like, um, the kind of care and concern in the heart that I have, um, just for people, society, humanity. And I realized that that's not a bad thing, but not everyone deserves access to it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It's a privilege.
1: It is a privilege. Okay. Like,
0: yes. You want to be in my world? It's a privilege. Act accordingly.
1: Act accordingly. You
0: act accordingly.
1: Right. Exactly. Yes, I do. Yeah. Not perfect, but I try my best and, you know, respect boundaries, all that Mm. good stuff, you know, but I'm like, what you're not gonna do is come in my life and, and cause drama and, you know, cause I just don't have time for it. Yeah, we don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. We really yeah. don't. Yeah.
1: yeah. What did
0: you wish that you knew?
1: Now or just in like in general?
0: In life, in general. In life. Like, like, go with the first thing that comes up.
1: Oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'll say it. Um, What I wish that I knew was especially not I'm like married <laughs> I wish I knew like what one not and everybody has a different idea about what it means to be a woman but I wish I knew how to like let down my guards and to be loved if that makes any sense yes yes yeah. is that like a daily process for you it is it is and um getting emotional um okay. but it is a daily process for me and it goes back to the you know the first question you asked me around you know this being shy and reserved mm-hmm. um it goes back to feeling worthy right mm-hmm. like understanding that you know I can show up for everybody else I got you babe I got my mom taking care of her, you know making sure everybody's good but it's like understanding and letting people love me and take care of me
0: yes and
1: And even as like, of course, like as human beings, we're supposed to be, you know, it's our innate ability to be taken care of. But if you've lived someone like me, if you've lived to people please your entire life, then what does that mean to now let's sit back and let somebody take care of that is, it's different for me. And so it makes me feel vulnerable. It makes me feel naked, if you will. And um. Out of control, which is good sometimes to release control, but that's something I wish I knew. And I'm learning that it is, it's not even a daily process, LaShawn. It is a minute by minute process. Yes.
0: Yes. (sighs) Yes. Because you deserve that. You know, you deserve to be taken care of. You deserve to be vulnerable. You deserve all of it and to take it all in, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's different when you've seen so many women like aunties grandmas moms like being you know everything and so to see come from a lineage of women especially on my african-american side my mom's side to see women who literally hold it down no matter what's going on in life and to say to take care of everyone else so to now make that switch in a marriage it's like okay this is different from anything i've ever seen how do i do this i don't know am i doing it right like oh you want to know what i ate today like it not so it's like, oh, like, are you being controlling? Oh no, you actually genuinely care.
0: Yeah. That's
1: different. That's different. Yeah. You know, yeah. that
0: bit that word controlling. I remember before I started therapy and I was um, you know, married to an ex, that was my favorite word. You're being controlling. You're being controlling. Now, don't get me wrong. He was controlling at the same time, there were times where he wasn't being, but because I wasn't used to someone being in my life like that. And I was very independent. It came across to me as that. So I just felt, I just felt very suffocated and, Mm -hmm. and just like, Oh, get get away because I wasn't used to it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't used to it, but your, your body knows when it's healthy, your body knows when it's, Oh, he is just looking out for me and he is taking yeah. care of me. And he yeah. loves me and he wants to make sure that yeah. I'm okay. And I'm going to accept yes. it. because men love to do that. They love to take care of their woman. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's and then I think about like, you know, we have children. I'm like, I want, you know, if we have daughters and a son, I'm like I want them to know what it means to accept and to be loved and for, you know, my son to, you know, if we have a son, I'm like for you to know what it means to to love and to give and to important to a woman as well, so in a yeah. healthy way. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Now that you are married in a beautiful <laughs> and healthy relationship, this is like a full circle moment, right? It is
1: literally <laughs> like how was that for you? yeah it is different like it's so funny because even today as I was like getting you know prep with my day and I was like oh my gosh like I have moments I'm like I'm married because I've always liked to say I've never been the kind of girl like as a young girl like I want to have my princess fairy tale dress like I was like the one like basketball or like I'm going to college I'm going to take over the world kind of so I've never been like I can't wait to my wedding day even like the thought of it makes me like that is so not me um and so again, I think it goes back to like that being vulnerable. So today I had a moment I was like, oh man, like I'm actually married like to an amazing man and I almost like try to shut the thought out because sometimes I'd be trying to be a G, I'd be trying to be a thug or whatever. Like, no, I can't feel my feelings. Um, but uh, now how does that feel? Um, it feels, it, it is a, first of all, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um because my sister, she texted me today and she's like, okay, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, you know, we're together. And, and I was like, "She's she's like, you seem so happy and at peace. I was like, girl, because I am. And so peace, I would say peace. I have a lot of peace. That's not to say that the the, the relationship, the marriage is perfect, but it's a partnership. Yeah. And so we genuinely look out for each other. You know, he has my back. I have his. And um, I find that I'm able to do life better more I'm able to step into things that I you know was dreaming about in your chair back in 2009 that I it comes with ease now and I'm like oh babe what do you think about this we're going to make it happen or like babe I'm so tired oh let me heat you up something real quick and you know bring it to you while you're working on your computer so it's just like I've never had it and I'm not saying like his only role is to support me and be there for me but that is a huge part of how he has shown up in my life and that's so different for me because I'm always there. I'm always putting out the fires and I'm always there mm-hmm. for everyone else. So it's like, wait, somebody who's there for me. And, um, he's a good friend. We laugh, you know, we joke around with each other, you know, we're learning each other's humor. He helps me problem solve, um, and vice versa I help him problem solve. Um, so it's healthy. We pray together, you know, we dream together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, just, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's changed my perspective on marriage because it's like oh it is not just the wedding and you have you know this beautiful dress or you know your family and friends are there but it's like oh you are genuinely doing life together with someone yeah um, yeah and so that's the beautiful part of it the other part of it is like and I'm working on you know letting go of this but like oh this is too good to be true when is it gonna when is it gonna fall apart yeah. so sometimes so it's like a you know joy and beauty but then it's like oh this is too good to be true. When are you gonna act up? You know, so we're gonna act up literally. Because I'm like, that's all I know with men. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's
0: so funny. funny. Do you do you know that in the beginning of my marriage, I thought the exact same thing, right? I prayed for it, I manifested it, like it was here, it was there, he was everything I ever asked for, and then I'm like, when you when is he gonna leave? Oh because yeah, I was literally always used to people leaving, or I was the one. That was always yep. leaving, but then I had to yep. realize, like, you deserve. I know, right? Anyone. You deserve this. It's not going anywhere. Like he wants to be here. He shows you that daily. It's not just sometimes. It's actually no. consistent. You don't have to beg for it. Like it's there, right? Part, and yeah. it's there because we did the work, right? Oh we yeah, we did work. the yep. work. And I, I know people here like, why she gotta say that all the time? Because if you don't do the work, then. Oh, yeah. You will get what you want, and I always tell people, it's like it's not you just wanting a man, right? You wanna oh, yeah. a, you wanna attract a healthy, beautiful oh, yeah. relationship.
1: Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, someone that's willing
0: to do the work, just like you. And Absolutely. everybody's journey is different. He doesn't have to do the same journey, but he might not have grown mm-hmm. up like you, so, so he might not definitely. have to do as much work, you know. So, yeah, but he knows what partnership is, and what I hear from you is partnership. I hear unity. I hear love. I hear respect. I hear yep. joy and happiness and all of those great oh, yeah. things. So oh,
1: yeah.
0: I I yeah. I love it. I love that. Thank
1: you.
0: Thank you. How, did, how did you meet? You're welcome. How did you
1: meet? <laughs> this is so funny. I love to, it's like my first time publicly sharing this story. But um, so we funny enough, during the pandemic, um, it was the end of 2020. And so we met on um, Clubhouse, which is this app. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people, I was like, do you know Clubhouse? Some people do, some people don't. And I like to say that we met on Clubhouse before it became the the hot mess that it is today. Whatever. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for Clubhouse. It was like the thing it was. and I'm like what happened you know so you know everybody's at home in the pandemic on Clubhouse and on every other digital platform and so um there was this one group you know you can join all these groups and I joined this group called the New Nigerian and so yeah this group it stemmed out of like the SARS movement the police brutality that was kind of happening in Nigeria during that time and eventually it shifted to like a social platform where people were doing like you know, maybe game nights or just like anything. And then one night they had a room and it was called shoot your shot 30 plus. So like for dating and I was like, I'm like texting one of my friends. I'm like, Oh my gosh, girl, there's this room, you know, cause at this point I was talking to my therapist about getting back out there with dating and, um, And I was like, should I go in this room? Should I not? Because at that point on Clubhouse, you could see which rooms people were in. And I'm like, well, I don't want nobody knowing that I'm in this dating room. You know, I'm super private. And I said, you know what? Forget it. Let's go in this room. And so, I mean, there are thousands, literally thousands of people in this room. Oh, yeah. And so they have like the stage kind of happening going on where they're trying to, you know, connect people and mix people together. But then the audience where I was... People could kind of click on your name go to your social media and do their own thing too and so a few guys reached out to me that day and, and he was one of them and so he sent me a message through my instagram and he was like hi how are you and i was like oh that's an interesting way to you know approach me not like it was i just felt a little respectful and i was okay. like oh yeah i was like oh, i'm fine so we're talking and he was like you know how are you what do you do and he was, you know we kind of exchanged words back and forth and he was like well i would love to keep in touch and I was like, okay, yeah. And I, you know, I was like, maybe, but in my mind, I was already, I had already stopped this Instagram. And I was like, oh, okay, he seems like a good, like, you know, decent, handsome person. And so after that, I reached out to my sister, started freaking out. Cause I was like, oh, you know, I just met this guy. And she was like, calm down. My sisters always tell me, like, okay, here, calm down. Like, you are just my mind what is sister? always. which sister is this? Which is my younger sister Akua. And she's just like, calm down. Like, just stop being so dramatic. And so, uh-huh. anyway, so did I tell them that. And then, like two days later, because um, we had a six hour difference, I was in Texas at the time and he was in Nigeria. And so okay. he was on Instagram and I saw, I liked his picture on purpose. And he was like, Oh, you're awake? Let's get on a WhatsApp call. And, and then I get about it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, y'all. Because you know the history of my previous relationship it was very unhealthy. You know, it had some abusive tendencies. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, y'all. Like he wants to get on a call. What should I do? And then my older sister Kabir was like, Calm down, Makita. <laughs> like, Calm it. down. Just it's take so the- New oh, York. My-. It's so New York, right? Like, so anyways, we get on the call and, you know, he's, we talk and then he's like, oh, you should come to Nigeria. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm in the middle of my dissertation. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That was December, February. I was on a plane to Nigeria and the rest is history. Can you see that? <laughs> Literally. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So and that so, was like the short story version.
0: I love it. And So when you first met him in person, after only speaking to him, you know, yeah. through WhatsApp or maybe online Zoom or whatever yeah. you guys are doing. Videos, How yeah. was it when you first met him? Were you afraid? Were you nervous?
1: I think my family and, like, friends were more afraid than I was. Like, send us his address and, like, we want to make sure you're safe. I have peace. Going back to that, that, that peace that I had because mm-hmm. during our first video FaceTime call or whatever, um, I don't know, like, when he got this, not to make it all sound, like, mysterious and, like, highly romantic or, like, romanticized But it can know, be. It, 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 let's romanticize it. it, it, it. Romanticize, it. romanticize it, it. Let's do it. But it's real. It's real. Okay, so come so, on. Yeah. So like when we got on FaceTime for the first time, and like, I was just like, oh, like, I don't know. I just felt something where I was like, he and I I told him after I was like, babe, I felt like the moment we got on FaceTime, like, I was like, oh man, I kind of fell in love literally like the first video FaceTime call that we had. And my I just felt like my whole nervous system just relaxed when I like saw him and just saw his face. And I was like, oh man. And of course I was, you know, just playing hard to get for a bit. But um, so when I, <laughs> even up until the trip, like maybe I'll come, maybe I won't, you know, maybe let me think about it. And so when I first saw him, he had flowers for me. Uh-huh. I got off the plane. He had flowers for me. and He was just so gentle. Like I, the uh-huh. first time, you know, here's this man, grown man and, you know, doing his own thing, you know, building his own companies. and And I'm just like, But he was so respectful and just Mm -hmm. gentle. And I was like, wow, so how I felt when I first got off the plane, again, going back to feeling at peace. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, up until that trip, we definitely had some hiccups and like, "Uh -uh, I'm about to go back home, you know. But like, (laughs) he just took such good care of me. Mm -hmm. I I was in the middle of my dissertation and I like to tell people that if not for me coming to visit him, he he literally rolled out the red carpet for me literally nice. and and not just that time but he continued to do it you know how you'd be like okay when are you going to change he continued to do it over and over even when i'm back in the us rolling up babe good morning how's your day like i'm like oh this is so different
0: yeah that's so nice
1: yeah it is it is nice and sometimes i'm just you know you got to sink into it and believe that you know this is real this is my reality and and you know this is who he is because that's who his parents raised him to be yeah that's who he is, you know. That's so that's different, yeah. That. That Thank so, that's you. That's a great
0: <laughs> story. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So, how did you know that he was the one, and what did it take for you to trust him to
1: even say yes to being in a relationship with him? Mm-hmm. Good. I love that question. Um, so I another part that I didn't add was I was supposed to stay in Nigeria for 10 days mm-hmm. <laughs> and ended up staying for seven weeks, if that tells you really? anything. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> <I know. laughs> One, because I was like, I just I loved being here back home. But then also like again, I was like kind of still playing hard to get. And so I realized when it was time for me to leave, I was literally sitting like, you know, across the table because I'm in Nigeria now. So I was sitting across on the other side of the table and no matter like what my playing hard to get or just trying to keep composure. And it was really about protecting myself, like not showing too many emotions. So, because I don't want to think like, if I show too many emotions, you may take advantage of me or whatever. And so I'm, you know, my bags are packed and it's almost time to go back. And I just started bawling at the table. And I was like, (laughs) I didn't, I don't know where it came. It came out of nowhere. And I was just like, I realized in that moment, I was like, I don't want to, not that I don't want to go back, but I'm like, I didn't want to be apart from him.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: was like, what is happening? Like, here who are you, girl? Wake up. Like, this is not how it's supposed to be. This was not the plan. um And so I re- I realized in that moment, after the time we spent together and just the short amount of time, the memories, and that's why I don't believe that, like, love and relationships have to, you have to date for this amount of time. And like, because if that's the case, then my story doesn't fit the the mold of what, how you should date. Yeah. So when I was sitting at the table, I was like, man, I really care for this man. And, um, that's when I realized, I don't know if it was like, he's the one, but I was just like, I want to continue to be a part of each other's lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um,
1: yeah. And so what did it take for, um, me to say yes to being his wife? Because um, he proposed last December, and um, I mean, before he asked y'all, I I said yes before he even finished the question. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what did it take? Uh, and and I will say, and I was in therapy at that time, so I learned how to. Because I'm, you, you probably noticed about me, like everything is like you know, I'm a professor, so I've relied a lot on like the intellect and like yes, brain nice. and yeah. all the, you know, yeah. you know all that stuff. And so one of my therapists at the time, she said, and Lakia, like, like, let's listen to the body. Let's listen to what you feel. What do you feel? And I know sometimes our feelings can lead us astray,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I had to start paying attention more to what I felt as opposed to what I thought it should have been or what my father you know, thought it was or needed to be. And that's when I started listening to my own voice. And so um, he genuinely made me happy, genuine, joyful. I won't even say happy, joyful. I mean, I was starting my new job as a professor and we were miles and miles apart, but this man, it felt like he was literally right there. Like, I mean, walking right beside me. Like, I'm like, I don't know if i want to do this, babe. I'm about to, you know, leave or whatever. And he was just like, you got this, you can do this. And um, helping me to see, I didn't get to share that either. When the first time we met, something he said to me that stuck out. And I was like, wow, he sees me. He said, you're holding back too much. You have so much more to give. And I was like, that's interesting. And so being with him, he pulled out parts of me that I was scared to even show. Mm-hmm. Scared because I'm like, oh, if I show this part of me, what friendships am I going to lose? Who's going to hate me? Or like, you know. And so he not gave me permission, but he made me feel so safe that I'm like, okay, I can show up as the Lakia that I was dreaming about in your chair in 2009. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's yeah.
1: Thank you. I love this. Oh my gosh. I
0: love stories like this. I love stories like this because in my coaching, I always tell my clients, when you do the work, oh. the healthy relationship will appear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It my will there. Yeah.
1: She kept saying, I, was, I would thank my therapist each week and she would say, no, you're doing the work. And I'll be like, what do you mean yes. I'm doing? She said, you are doing, she said, you show up and you're doing the work. And yes. so she helped me realize- And since doing the work, I never used to believe in, like, vibrations and, like, vibrate, like,
0: (laughs) but I'm, like, when vibration, all of it is real, it's real.
1: It's so real. So, like, when you get to a healthy place, even, like, my professional relationships have changed. Like, I am now, you know, elevating, vibrating with, you know, all that. And so I'd be, like, I never used to believe in this elevation, vibration. Uh, but I'm like, when you're healthy, you are only, you attract healthiness. You do. Healthy you relationship. Do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And everything else that's not falls away. Literally. Family included. Yeah. It's very true. It's yep. very true. Yeah. So what would you tell someone that is struggling to trust themselves because they mm-hmm. are afraid of making the same mistakes again?
1: Mm. I kind of started to have this conversation informally with a, a friend yesterday and she was kind of saying like how she should do dating. It was very, like, how I used to be, like, I want to do this person, and then I do that person, And then I said, well, you know, if it's a good relationship, and if he's a great person, he doesn't need you to have it all figured out. He's going to journey with you. So I would say, um, it's from one of my favorite movies with Sonal in the movie, um, Gosh, Something New, and she, her friends were telling her, let go, let flow. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it sounds a little cheesy, but, like, I would have to say who's struggling to trust themselves is to one number one don't use your past situations to judge whatever is in front of you right now which I know it's easier yeah. said than done you know it's easier said than done um try not to see the person that you're dating through the lens of the person that you dated before or maybe even a parental figure like in my case it's my father yeah. um and then. Uh, the last one that I would say it's the hardest is to let go of expectations. Because yeah. what helped me, again, going back to my therapist, and she was like, Lakia, maybe this may work out, maybe this let go of your expectations. And so I was able to enjoy the process a little bit more as opposed to being like, okay, well, we've been talking for two months. And so now he needs to do this and he needs to take me out, you know, and do. And so I was like, those things are stifling, you know, how people are like, oh, after this month, you need to do this. And the guy needs to, you know, all the Kevin Samuels, you know, may he rest peacefully, but like all those, you know, like there is no recipe, you know? And so, and, and the last thing that I will say is not using other people's relationship, especially on social media to gauge and determine how you should date. Like, no, because we, we post what we want to post. Like exactly, I'm in a joyful, happy relationship. I don't post that all over the internet, you know? So yeah. Yeah. So I would say those four things. One, um, you know, let go let flow. Two, I would say um not to use past experiences to judge where you are right now, not to see the person where through the eyes of someone that you've dated before or maybe a harmful parental figure, and then um let go of whatever rigid plans that you think that it's there's supposed to be and don't compare.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think um the rigid aspect of what you're saying like a lot of the women that I coach they are bosses they're entrepreneurial they're independent they're ambitious they fly girls right fly women excuse me and they they do kind of are rigid with certain things because that's how they probably got to where they are in life but when it comes to love you got to let that rigidness go because it just doesn't work and like you said it doesn't flow
1: it doesn't. And can I tell you, LaShawn, that I realized one of the most humbling things that I learned since being even before we got married is like, um, be a I can be a boss in all these areas of my life, but I'm a better boss, if you will. And I'm a better writer, creative professor. I'm a better all those things when I allow him, when I soften myself and allow him to love me that when I allow him to love me and to pour into me because I am worthy and because I do deserve. And that's just a design of love itself, right. To protect, to provide, to pour into, to love me as I'm going to go into my faith as Christ loves the church. Mm. And um, because of that, when I surrender to that design, that's when I'm able to do all these things much better because um I'm not trying to control the dynamics of this relationship, at least not completely. I'm still working on it, but you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One day at a time, sis. What? Literally. (laughs) I say progress over perfection any day, any day. Yep. I love that. So there are rainbows after the storm and you are living proof that you can create any life you want, as long as you believe that you can have it. What did it take for you to say yes to yourself?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I gotta give you credit. (laughs) I have to give you credit. Because right after that relationship, you know, crumbled, thank God it did. Um, in 2019, I remember reaching out to you on Instagram and I almost like, oh, like, why did I message her? Because again, there was that shame and embarrassment. And I was like, you know, we're not together, the relationship fell apart. And you were like, well, we should get on the call soon. And I was like, no, I'm fine. And you told me, you said you cannot do this alone. And and I remember you saying, Lakia, you know, you were talking about because of your trauma. And I was like, trauma? I ain't got no trauma. I'm like, I'm trauma-free. I am I mean, I don't have any issues. Because I was in denial, too, until I, you know, began to unpack those things, which is a part of trauma, too. You can block out what you've gone through. And so I remember you saying, I would never forget this, LaShawn, you said Lakia, you can design the life that you want to live. And it didn't really hit me until like two years later, like 2021, which was last year. And I just would never forget. And I would go back to that message sometimes in our, our, our chat on Instagram. And you would say, you can live the life that you, you can design. And I was like, that's not true. I mean, I was a teacher. I know how to design a lesson plan. I know how to design a bunch of things, but not my life. And so um, I guess you know, the thing, and and I'm kind of losing track of the question now. So what, can you remind me of the question again? Like what made me say yes to living life on my time? Yes.
0: Yes. What made, what, let me go here. Let me go back. Okay,
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So what, what did it take for you to say yes to yourself?
1: Yeah. So again, that the you kind of planting that seed helped me a lot. And I always reference you a lot when I'm talking to family and friends. I'm like, man, you know, she started doing my hair a long time ago, but she doesn't know the role that she literally played in my life. Um, and so, and yes, I'm going to sing your praises right now, but down to you, you know, just the way you would dress when you would come into the salon or like the way you would be like, oh, you should, you know, you know do nice things for yourself and so even though it felt like yeah just doing hair and talking about makeup but you were truly really hinting at this idea of beauty and worthiness and not like physical beauty but like you know internal and so um when i got to the end of that relationship i was like you know i got to do something differently and you know starting to unpack it through therapy going through the pandemic falling in love with myself and saying i don't want to live the way that i've lived anymore which felt like constantly trying to float above water and um And so I wasn't sure what that meant to redesign my life, but down to saying yes to something that sounded crazy, like meeting a guy on Clubhouse and getting on a plane to go see him. People were like, Lakia, that is so different for you. Like, I mean, like I tell you, I have a planner. I have a Google calendar. My whole life has been planned out since God knows when. And so again, letting go when I said yes to the things that I typically wouldn't have said yes to, that was where the design began to come in because when I- left this rigid path, then I started to be like, wow, I like this, or I can trust myself a little bit more, or I can do things that I never thought that I would do and still be okay. Mm -hmm. So it made me want to take more risks and to design my life. Because when you think about designing your life, you don't really know what's on the other side. At least I don't. Mm-hmm. It is a risk to say I'm going to go after this thing or I'm going to do this thing, and I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But the courage and the confidence that it takes to say I'm going to go after it anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you, I have to give you credit, LaShawn, You planted those seeds so long ago. You continue to, you know, and I'm I haven't got my hair done in so long, but I stayed on your email list, sir, because I'm like, what's going on? How is she doing? You know, and so. Um, grateful for women like you literally women like you who have poured into my life intentionally who saw me and you know and I remember last year for my birthday and I had to like quote you in my post and saying like I am living the life that I'm designing so I have to say thank you to you
0: mm-hmm. thank you thank yeah. you it just makes me joyful it makes me so happy because I know it's true that you can have the life that you want and yeah. Like everything you said, I've done, like everything you said, I've lived, like doing something crazy and going flying to Jamaica and, and hanging out with my husband and him yeah. treating me like I was a queen. But, you know, I've taken chances before, but I was in a different phase and I could have said no because I could have been a little bit more careful. But I trusted myself and I listened to myself yeah. and I said, yeah. yes, I said, yes. yes. that's that's something I have a saying. I'm like, say Yes say yes to yourself, right? Say yes to life. Say yes to something you wouldn't usually say some, say, say yes to something you usually wouldn't say yes to if it feels right in your soul, only if it feels right. And when you follow, when you learn how to follow your intuition is Mm -hmm. when life starts really opening up for you. So I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful that, you know, you were able to receive what I was what i had to what i had to pour into you and say yeah to you.
1: i'm grateful for you always seriously thank yeah. you You're welcome. <laughs>
0: so this is our last question yes. um any last words of advice to the listeners about taking steps and changing their viewpoints about love and how it can show up in their life even if they're afraid
1: mm, yeah Uh, I would say, um, especially for the ambitious, you know, planning women out there, um, (laughs) I would just say to, and I, and I said it before, but I'll say it again, let go of your plans. Mm -hmm. I like to say that I'm a writer, but this is a love story that I could have never written Mm -hmm. and let go and, and understand that those fears are okay, but don't let them, um, overpower you and don't yeah. let them um rob you of a life and a love that could you know try i mean i have to be honest could, literally can transform your life and the trage- the, the the path of your life yes. so let yes. go um you got to get some thick skin because people are going to have opinions yeah. and you got to go into you know what do you feel what and, and literally ask yourself what do I want? That's a question I did not ask myself for years. What do I want? And to not just ask it, but to honor it and to mm. and to follow it, and and know that that doesn't make you selfish because we ask that with our with our work. What does what do they want? What do they how do they need you to show up? And so take that same question and apply it to our lives, and um, don't get stuck on. The superficial this is what I'll wrap up with don't get stu- stuck on these superficial checklists because after my you know bad breakup my one good friend shout out to Tanaj she said Lakia you know have you thought about what you want in your next relationship and I said she said what's on your list and she said whatever's on that list get rid of it and I was like huh she said you're looking for character she said you want character so I would definitely say to you know the listeners character is number one yes it stands the really truth of time it does yep
0: yeah. Wow. 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 This was so <laughs> amazing. <Thank laughs> you so much for coming on here Thank and sharing you. your truth. This is going to really help someone. I know it.
1: Mm, I'm excited. I hope so. I always hope and pray that, like whatever it is that I share, I hope and pray that it always blesses someone else.
0: Yes. It, it blessed me. So thank oh, you.
1: Thank thank you, LaShawn. I mean, look at the, from, from Tina Pearson salon all the way to <laughs> doing a podcast on relationships. Thank you yeah. for even inviting yeah. me to, to talk and be in, in conversation with you. Seriously.
0: Of course. And thank you for always being yeah. willing, you know, always.
1: Yeah. yeah, always. Yeah, of course. Of
0: course. All right, so tell the people how to find you.
1: Yeah. Well, so I spend most of my social media time on um, my main places. Um, Instagram. So my Instagram is at Lakia Omegun. And then also my website, which is kind of in the process of being updated within the next few months, but um, www.lakiaomegun.com. Okay.
0: Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, there so we so. have it. We have um an, an amazing, beautiful conversation that we've had with Lakia. And um, if you want to know more about her, you can look her up, IG and on her website. Thank Thank you you so so much much. for coming. And thank you you so much for being
1: here. Of course. It's my pleasure. We will talk soon. All
0: righty. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. If you would like to know more about me and what I offer, please go to my website at www.laShawnTThompson.com. You can find me on Instagram at LaShawnTThompson.com. And you can find me on TikTok at LaShawn T. Thompson. Be well.